Um, I did want to show the church something. Uh, this just came to me. It's the uh, the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel, the award of certificate. This just came at 9.50 in the morning and emailed to me finally. Uh, Western Ministry Institute, that's our institute for our Foursquare Church. Uh, I completed all the courses uh, over the last year. Yep, thank you. I love you guys. You've invested in me, and I've invested in you. Um, I just wanted to read you this list. I was looking at all this stuff. I accumulated a GPA of 3.7. Not bad. Not bad for over 40 and tired. Um, I did, uh, these were the courses I did. In the fall, I did, in the fall, I did Old Testament survey, New Testament survey, spiritual formation and discipleship, biblical interpretation, biblical preaching and teaching. In the winter, I did Foursquare Theology 1, Foursquare Theology 2, Focusing Leaders and Pastoral Coaching Seminars. And in the spring, I just finished Church History, Pastoral Ministry and Perspectives, Foursquare History and Doctrine, Polity Courses, Missions, um, Ministry Outreach, and I've been working on mentoring the whole time, too, with Pastor Mark. So, wow, that was a lot, right? Now all I have to focus on during the week is just getting up here and being prepared with something to share with you guys. I was trying to do both, and I'm not going to lie. It was, tr it was trying at times. It really was. I try to be, right? And, and people were like, hey, can you help me do this? I'm like, you know me? You know my life? Like, thank you, Skip. Awesome job, Pastor Chris. I remember that. I know. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm like, look, I'm like, people are like, hey, can you, can we talk on the phone for a couple hours? Can we meet? Can we do this? You know, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, okay, I work a full-time job. I'm in school at night. I'm now trying to write messages each week. I do competitive lifting. I coach my wife. I coach myself. I'm like, no, I have no time for anything or anybody. But I've, I, I'll tell you what, God's been good because I've managed to always make time God's made 25th hours in many days for me, and somehow life, it was, it was never too much to handle. That's the power of God, right? It never was. It was never too much to handle, and so, um, so some of that's done. A lot of that's done, and uh, I'll be finishing up all the rest of licensing soon, so that'll be really neat. Okay, uh, what are we talking about today? I'm not going to keep you here long at 11 o'clock. Mike said, come see me after church if you want to be baptized. Uh, that is incorrect information. You will not see me after church because as soon as church ends, I'm going right out that door and I'm getting in my truck and I'm going to uh, Rayleigh's and I got to beat you all to my house. So if you want to be baptized and you didn't put your name on the list, come see Dale. Yeah. Or at last minute, like you're at the house and you're seeing it and you're like, wow, I should have signed up. Wow, I want to recommit. Wow, whatever, we'll take you down. You're, you're going. We're not going to sit there and discriminate and go, you know, you didn't sign up on time. We didn't get, you know, man, because we're going to make some certificates for those who do. But if you didn't, if you, you know, if you're a, la a late bloomer and you, you come in late, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to get you a certificate next week. Um, talking about baptisms, you know, what, what, what is baptism, Chris? What does baptism represent? You know, we, we have our old self. And you've given your life to the Lord. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. That's it. Simple. Boom. Cut. Blank. Dry. That's it, right? But what does baptism represent? It's, it's that public declaration of your faith. It's a public declaration of your faith. And we're going to take the old self and we're going to put it in there and you're going to come out ceremonially clean. Okay? 
And, that's, and, and, and what is it talking about? Well, Jesus did it. Jesus himself was baptized. He was without sin. But he was baptized. Why? Well, there's a few different, um, there's a few different viewpoints that people have. First one is he wanted to identify with the rest of the world. Second one was, oh, I just, I just had it written down, but I got to double check myself. Um, you know, they say it was to mark the start of his journey, his ministry, okay? And the third one, the third possibility, which I'm in a lot of agreement with, was that he was, or, he was baptized in order to ceremonially cleanse himself because that's what the high priests did in the Old Testament. They had to ceremonially wash their hands and become clean before they went into the room to meet with, in the Holy of Holies to be able to be in the presence of God because what he did in that river was he went down and when he came up, that Jordan River opened up and the Holy Spirit descended down upon him. Amen? Amen. And, that, and that's what we're looking for. There's, much, there's more in depth than just saying, oh, I have Jesus in my heart and I'm saved. No, there's baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? There's baptism with water. There's a reason that we do these things. There's more than just saying, I believe in Jesus, now I'm saved. Yeah, but we can go further. We can go past that. Isn't it great to just be, yeah, it's great to be saved. Like, oh, I'm gonna go to heaven one day because, you know, I believe that God, yeah, but don't you want the power? Don't you want the power of the Holy Spirit? Don't you wanna be like some of these people we're reading these stories about in the Bible where the Spirit of God came on them and the Spirit blessed them? Don't you want all the extra stuff? I know I do. So that led me up to, that was a good lead-in. I didn't even plan all that. I just knew it was baptism Sunday. If you know me, I shoot from the hip. Are you blessed? Yeah, you're blessed. I got a church crowd here when I say, are you blessed? Is your family blessed? What do you think of when I say, are you blessed? Mm. all the little things he does for me. Yeah. I, so I wrote this down. I hear it said all the time. I hear people say this to me all the time. I'm so blessed. And then they, they give you this laundry list of material things that God's blessed them with. Right? I got a job that pays the bills, man. I'm blessed. So blessed. Yeah. Woo, come on now. Um... I'm going to read you a list and come to a conclusion on the topic of what it may mean to be blessed. Because I'm not going to tell you I know what it exactly means because it's so in-depth. It's deep, right? I'm never going to get up here and tell you something. This is what it is. Unless, I'm, unless it's in God's word to say this is what it says it is, I'm never just going to say that. I'm going to speculate, give you an interpretation that I think. You know, pray about it first. Don't want to lead you the wrong way. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. 
For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, to inherit the kingdom of God is a blessing. To be comforted is a blessing. To inherit the earth was a blessing. To be filled with the Spirit is a blessing. To obtain mercy is a blessing. To see God is a blessing. To be called sons of God is a blessing. And my favorite one, to be reviled and persecuted is a blessing. That list looks a lot different than some of the stuff we attach to it. So this is where I got from this. And man, I'm so excited. I do this all the time. I'm so excited about next week because I already did next week this morning. (laughs) Right? I did. I did next week this morning. I'm so excited because I found a line in next week that proves exactly what I just said right now. What I'm about to say right now is in next week's text. In the text, I even underlined it in my sermon notes because I'm like, I don't want to pass that. I want it to be stick out to me so I can go, you see, you see, I told you. <laughs> what I gather from all that is that to have God present in your life during the good times, the bad times, the hard times, the sad times, the long times, the quick times, the end times is the real blessing. Having God present in your life is the blessing. Did you get that? Having God present in your life is the blessing. Now we're going to see, now you know there's some preachers that do the prosperity gospel, right? We're going to get, they're, 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 what I'm going to go into right now is some prosperity blessing in Jacob's life. Right? So it's not not in the Bible. That's not what the blessing is. The blessing is having God present in your life. Okay? We all know in the life of Jacob, the early years, that God's blessing was bestowed upon him from his earthly father, then at Bethel by his heavenly father. Yes? We just read all this. He stole the blessing from his brother, which was supposed to rightfully be his in in God's eyes, right? But he had to deceive. He got the blessing, right? The birthright. Then before he left, Isaac blessed him with the blessing, Then at Bethel, he has the dream, and God shows up and says, you're my guy. And he's blessed. And he wakes up, and he sets the stone pillar. Remember, he set the pillar, okay? And he named that place Bethel, right? He had the blessing. What does the blessing look like so far? He's blessed. Hey, man, I am so blessed. All right, Jacob, let's look at how blessed you are. You've left your father's land for an unknown time. You're never going to see your mother again. you got a brother who wants to kill you. You're going to go work for a family member who will deceive you. You're going to marry the woman you didn't love or desire. And you're going to work for a period longer to get what you originally earned for. How blessed is he? Okay, see where I'm going with this? I fed you in. All right? What we... See, his blessing sometimes is not what the blessing really is. What we see as harm to us is not always what we see it to be. Sometimes I've told you this, God has to get your attention. Remember I told you that Jake, yeah. Remember I told you that Jacob met his match in Laban, right? He deceived, and so God laid out his punishment through Laban, right? 
So we're going to look now at, you know, there's some prosperity in Jacob's story here a little bit. This portion. Because everything I've read to you right now is not cool. Right? This was the stuff that's going on in your life, and you're probably sitting there, if this was your life, you're sitting there going, this is nonsense, it doesn't make sense, God doesn't love me, I don't get it, what am I doing wrong? Well, you read his story, he did a lot of things wrong. Anyone here just be blessed anytime they touch some area of their life? No hands? A couple hands. Let me read that again. Anyone here just be, now I got it right, anyone here just be blessed Anytime they touch some area of their life, homework, friends, social skills, etc., you're just blessed in the eyes of the people around you? Why? Because God is present in your life. And when God is present in your life, you can take a coal and turn it into a diamond. But you got to do the work. I meet people all the time. They're like, I've been working this job for 12 years. Yeah, a couple people have offered me some things. I said no because I didn't know how it was going to work out, and I'm still here, and I don't know why God hasn't taken care of me yet. Well, you answered your own question. Because you didn't leap out in faith when God put some opportunity in front of you. Because I will tell you, I've done it many times, and they have always been blessed. Because no matter what direction I go, God's been there. And God takes whatever I touch and whatever I do, and he always does something amazing with it. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I'm leaving my land for an unknown time. Sometimes I don't see anybody, the people I love. Sometimes you're not loved. Sometimes you're not liked. There's a lot of different things that happen when you make a decision to go in a different direction. But if God is there, everything's going to come out good. So let's see what happens now 20 years, right? So let's look at the life of Joseph. I got a good amount of time to get through this. Genesis 30, 25 through 43. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, this would have been his 11th son, not 12, 11, that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. For you know my service which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, please stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, name me your wages and I will give it. So Jacob said to him, you know I have served you and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little, and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. I like that. That's bold. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now, when shall I also provide for my own house? So he said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything if you will do this thing for me. I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flocks today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come. When the subject of my wages comes before you, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. And Laban said, oh, that it, is, that it were according to your word. 
So he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one that had some white in it, and all the brown ones among the lambs and gave them into the hand of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees, peeled white strips in them, and exposed the white which was in the rods. And the rods which he had peeled, he set before the flocks in the gutters and the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink so that they should conceive when they came to the drink. So the flocks conceived before the rods and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the streaked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flocks. And it came to pass, whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might receive among, conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, females, and male servants, and camels and donkeys. God blessed whatever Jacob touched. But when Jacob was ready to leave, and Laban said, tell me what you want, give me a wage, Jacob took a risk. He leapt out on faith and said, God, I hope you're going to take care of me in this endeavor because I'm about to do something sneaky. I'm about to take a big risk, and I hope you take care of it, God. So I wrote, There's a, this is an unusual story of Jacob acquiring wealth. This is an unusual story, right? Right? I'll take all the spotted, the speckled. I'm going to get to something good in a second. You'll like it. It's pretty good. Jacob requested to be set free from his oaths. Yes? He requested him. He said, hey, let me go now. I've worked for you for 14 years. You burned me. I've done everything you've asked. I'm ready to go back to my home. And Laban didn't want to see him go. Why not? Well, Laban bargained for him to stay. Why? Because Laban had already said, from my experience, God has blessed me because of you. Right? That's why he didn't want him to go. That's why he didn't want him to go. He didn't care about his daughters. He didn't care about whatever reasons he probably made it sound like he had. More money was going into his pocket, more wealth, more power, more control. So he was like, you can't go. Tell me whatever you want. He's like corporate America. You ever work for them? He's like corporate America. He's going to find a way to make more money and take it from you. That's what he was going to do to Jacob, right? Two, so I love this. I wrote this because this bargaining took place. Two leaders who were extremely cautious of the other's intents. Jacob's already been burned, Right? Laban doesn't trust Jacob. You, you remember, you got to read between the lines here. 
Jacob's come all this way. Jacob's the younger son. Jacob's been blessed by Isaac. Do you think maybe there's word got around? Hey, you know he stole his brother's birthright from your sister and her husband, Isaac. You know that, right? He did. That guy out there working in the fields, marrying your daughters, he's a snake in the grass. You never know, right? Got to read between the lines. So I like this. Number two, Laban's statement was very powerful and persuasive. Laban's statement was very powerful and persuasive. A, he learned by divination that God had prospered him through Jacob. He could see that things were exceedingly above what would be considered average and normal, whatever. He knew it. He saw that he was truly prospering because of Jacob, right? He saw it. He may have looked for omens, signs, or may have simply perceived this thought. That was what I wrote in the notes. He may have looked for omens, signs, or may have simply perceived this thought. And I love bullet point C. I love it. Jacob agreed that God had blessed Laban through himself. I love when Jacob said that. I got to read that again. Because it was so good. Where, uh, yeah, where is it? I got it in here somewhere. 29. For the the Lord has blessed you since my coming. I loved that. Can you imagine saying that to somebody? I like that. You know, ever since you showed up in our ministry... Our children's ministry has grown because of you. Yes. Your children's ministry has grown because I'm here. Can you imagine somebody saying that to the leadership here? That's what he did. He said it boldly. I love that. I love this guy. Number three, this is where you step out on faith. This is where you make a move. Jacob offers a risky plan with the intent to solely prosper. Jacob knew he was blessed. You see all this stuff that I read that he did? He peeled the things. He put them in the gutters. He waited. He knew exactly what he was doing. He had it all plotted out. He knew what he planned on doing. He knew how to grow these flocks, and he knew that God was present in his life and that God would bless him. Right? He knew it. And he knew he'd been done dirty. He knew it. He offered to take the, de- the flock with defects as wages. Isn't that ironic? You never think about that, right? Whenever they did the sacrifices later, the, the lambs and the goats and everything, it had to be perfect, not a spot, not a speckle, not a any, another. They had to be clean. They had to be perfect, Right? Jacob's like, I don't need the perfect stuff. I'm going to take the impure, the broken. And they're going to be the strong ones. Sinners much? God's people much? God takes the lowly, the broken, 
And he builds us up and he takes our weaknesses and makes us what? Stronger. Man. He blesses you. Why? What does that mean? Because he's present in your life. And he loves you. Thank you, Nicole. Here, my best part. This is, I love it, right? Laban accepted the deal, seeing only advantages for himself. Jacob had a plan. Jacob had a plan. Maybe Jacob knew when he said he wanted to leave that he wasn't going to let him leave. So Jacob already, you ever negotiate with anybody? With a boss? And you talked the whole thing out in your head the night before. I was watching this really funny movie. Maybe some of you have seen it. It was on TV the other day. Defending Your Life, Albert Brooks. Super funny. There's a scene in the movie where they're talking about his fears in life. And he's sitting there and he's, he's with his girl and he's pretending he's negotiating the boss. He's like, 65. I can't take the job less than 65. Well, we can't pay you 65. 65. Maybe you're not hearing me. If it's not 65, then I can't take the job. And then they flash the scene. They go, can we go to the next day? And the next day, the guy's like, we're willing to pay you 49. He's like, I'll take it. Right? Okay. Jacob had already played this out in his head. I'm going to say I want to leave, and he's not going to want to let me leave. So Jacob had a plan. Right? So Laban accepted this deal, seeing only advantages for himself. Why? Because Jacob manipulated him into believing that this was going to be prosperous for him. But Jacob knew that he was going to be the one who was going to prosper. Laban would put a three-day journey between them. Why, Chris? To ensure that Jacob would have a hard time acquiring a large herd. I'm going to keep the clean ones, the strong ones, the big ones, and we're going to keep them all over here. And you take the junk, the spotted, the speckled, the browns, the no good ones, and you get them three days over there. Good luck. This is after he made the deal. He's like, hey, here's what I want to do. I want to negotiate with you. If you want me to stay, these are my wages. I'm going to take these lambs. If it's got these kind of defects, they're mine. If they're strong, they're pure, they're clean, they're yours. Laban said, perfect, it's a deal. And as soon as they shook hands, he said, okay, now I'm taking my flocks and we're going three days over here. Shady. This Laban guy is crooked. Here we go, number four. God blessed Jacob in an unusual way. This was a strange story, you guys. I love strange stories, but this is so strange. If I tried to read all that stuff again, I'd get tongue twisted. He took the reed and peeled it and the white stick and put it the spotted and speckled in front of the gutter and they turned and they looked at each other. It's like super confusing to go through, right? But Jacob knew what he was doing and God was with him and blessing him. So what happens here? Well, I love this. I wrote, there's a word play here in the name Laban. Do you know what Laban means? White. Laban meant white. As Jacob peeled back the sticks to what? To expose the white, he saw his flocks grow. He peeled to expose the white for being treacherous, for doing him dirty. He exposed the white, and he was blessed. Right? This is some good stuff I've been getting out of some of the stuff I'm reading here. 
So as Jacob peeled back the sticks to expose the white, he saw his flocks grow. So when he exposed his treachery and he exposed his wickedness, Jacob prospered. That's what that means. That's what that weird stuff that's going on meant. There, thank you, I explained it to you. I wrote this, I like this, this was just my little throw-in. He played the Laban game and won. He won. Why? Because God blessed him. Because what does that mean? Because God is present in his life. That means God's going to be present in every endeavor he takes on. What endeavor is facing you that you are afraid to go and do? God is with you. God is for you. If you truly love him and you truly seek him and you truly want him to bless you, then do it. I got a $5 bet that says he comes through for you and it works out. Why? Because he wants to, here, here, Nicole, you ready? Because he loves you. Because you know what I do for my kids? I spoil them because I love them. I spoil my wife because I love her. And I've told you this a million times. Not a million times. I've told you this enough times. Think about how good you can love your kids and you can love your spouse and you can love. However good you can do that, God is better at that than you. And he loves you. God is better at loving you than you are at loving your kids. And that's a big love factor, right? Yeah, he's better than you. Sorry. God's better than you. Here I wrote, uh, these are some of my notes. We'll go home right now because I know we're all going to get to my house in one hour. He outwitted Whitey. That's my stuff. He outwitted Whitey. <laughs> Jacob, this is my final notes here. Jacob greatly prospered in fulfillment of God's promise where? At Bethel. At what? At the expense of Laban, his deceiver, who had now received the dues owed to him. I want to marry this woman. Remember, he worked for Laban for about a month for free. Recall that, right? And Laban said, you're my family. You shouldn't work for free. What do you want? I want her. Work for me for seven years. She's yours. Seven years later, boom, wrong woman. Here, here's the one you didn't want. Jacob's like, okay, burn me once. Then Jacob's like, hey, that's not the one I want. Well, you can have her too, as long as you shake my hand and agree to work for seven more. And he loved her and wanted her so much, what'd he do? He took the deal. So, he greatly prospered in fulfillment of God's promise at Bethel at the expense of Laban, who had now received the dues owed to him. A fascinating struggle developed between Jacob and Laban. Next week's gonna get good. Laban's injustice led to Jacob's offer. Similar to Isaac's attempt to bless Esau, which led to Jacob's first deception, Jacob made a risky move here, knowing that if he succeeded, it was deceitful on the front end. Knowing that if he just succeeded here, one day he was going to be blessed. But what takes place is, after all this takes place, one day he realizes that his blessings came from above and not through his own actions. 
Although he had to accept and endure the effects of fear and danger in his own actions and of his own craftiness. Yes? Would we agree? He did. He faced fear and danger because of his own craftiness. So, before you plan to go out and deceive your bosses this week to make more money, let God do the work for you. If you got any speckled or spotted sheep, come see me after the service. Next week's the flight, the flight of Jacob. Because after all this hard work, Jacob's going to be looked at as a thief, no good, a cheat, and he's going to leave again. So I'm really looking forward to next week. Hoorah, go church. Baptism's at the house right now. Is everybody excited? Okay, look, check it out. If you didn't plan on coming, time to change your plans. Right over there is the address and directions to my house. Super easy to get to. Boom, boom, boom. Like three turns. Okay? If you don't want to get baptized, please come. Support the people here who are. If you wanted to go to lunch, come by. We're going to have a sandwich. Chips. Chips, Skip? Lots of chips, waters, fruit platter, and chips. So we're going to do baptisms. We're going to open the pool after, hang out till three, have chips, help clean up or run. We don't care. Just come. I want you guys to come, and I want you guys to fellowship. Yes? That's what I want. If it's hot, get wet. I've got some canopies up. We'll keep some shade because it is summer in Yuba City. Please come and support those who are getting baptized. Please come be a part of this church family. We are the church. And we are going to move from here to my house for the remainder of the afternoon. Please come be a part. Thank you. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for this message, Lord. I thank you for your heart, Lord. I thank you that you love us better than we can love those around us, Lord. I thank you that you put your spirit in us, Lord. I thank you that you are present in our lives and you are blessing us, Lord. I thank you for what you do. I thank you for what you're going to do in advance over the next couple hours. I lift up that time to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.